Hebrews Bible Study Number 1 First Matters and Structure For lay leaders and deacons to conduct after the Sunday service or during a midweek Bible study session. Introduction The book of Hebrews is one of the most enigmatic parts of Holy Scripture. It has an unknown author, a difficult structure, and presentation of doctrine which is unlike any other in the New Testament. But we are nonetheless bound to study it as the Word of God, knowing that there are countless treasures stored up in it, just waiting to be discovered by the faithful for their edification and comfort. The author of Hebrews addresses a small and persecuted group which is tempted to leave the Christian faith for their prior religion, if only to make the hardships which they experience cease. Since the church always appears small and persecuted in the world, the message of Hebrews is perennial and of utmost importance for the faithful today. But before we can dive into the solid meat of the word, we must address the issues which have people lost or confused in their study. The first issue is the matter of authorship and canonicity, which trips up many people and leaves them wondering whether Hebrews was an attempt at subverting the early church. The second is the issue of structure. How we understand Hebrews to be laid out will determine how we interpret much of the book itself. The Elephants in the Room On the issue of authorship, it has been a matter of debate for centuries. John Chrysostom believed that St. Paul wrote it, while Origen, Jerome, Augustine, and even Luther disagreed. Most of their arguments hinge on the nature of the Greek used, the unique flow of the epistle compared to other Pauline texts, and the assumption that the writer was a second-generation believer from Hebrews 2, verses 3 through 4. But Clement of Alexandria, one of the early church fathers who died circa 215 AD, claimed that St. Paul wrote it, and his close proximity to the early church gives this statement much more weight. From Eusebius's History of the Church, Volume 6, quote, He says that the epistle to the Hebrews is the work of Paul, and that it was written to the Hebrews in the Hebrew language but that Luke translated it carefully and published it for the Greeks, and hence the same style of expression is found in this epistle and in the Acts. But he says that the words, Paul the Apostle, were probably not prefixed, because in sending it to the Hebrews, who were prejudiced and suspicious of him, he wisely did not wish to repel them at the very beginning by giving his name. Farther on, he says, but now, as the blessed presbyter said, since the Lord, being the apostle of the Almighty, was sent to the Hebrews, Paul, as sent to the Gentiles on account of his modesty, did not subscribe himself an apostle of the Hebrews, through respect for the Lord. And because being a herald and apostle of the Gentiles, he wrote to the Hebrews out of his superabundance." While this does not for certain establish St. Paul as the author, we do know that the author is of Jewish extraction, and that such was his original audience. From the very first verse, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. 
This establishes that whether St. Paul or someone else wrote it, it was written for a very specific purpose, as an address to Jews living in the first century. The authorship is not so important as the content of the text and whether it was apostolic in nature. Most of those who hold to Pauline authorship point out that there are many times in which the author writes with similar phrases and diction to St. Paul to the point of paraphrase. This means that even if it is not St. Paul himself writing it, it was written by a man who was very familiar with the Apostle to the Gentiles, as well as the Synoptic Gospels. Before the writer of Hebrews elevated Christ above Moses and all Old Testament saints, Jesus Christ elevated himself above Solomon in Matthew 12:42. Much like St. John goes further than the Synoptics by declaring Christ the Logos, the author of Hebrews proclaims Jesus to be outright divine several times. It also presents an orthodox gospel, thus passing St. Paul's sniff test from Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9, that whosoever should present a different gospel would be accursed. It is this extreme familiarity with apostolic teaching and refusal to contradict it that helps us understand its canonicity. We might ask how we know that this book is truly scripture if we do not know the author, but church history demonstrates that it has always been recognized as such. The most important thing to recognize is that Hebrews was written very early. The author makes argument relating to the Jerusalem temple assuming that it is still standing, meaning the whole text was written before 70 AD when the Romans destroyed the city and the temple, because the author also writes about priests operating in the present and conducting sacrifices in Hebrews 10 verse 11, this also means that the temple was in full operation, something that would not have been the case during the Jewish war which started in AD 66. This means that Hebrews was written and circulated before most of the apostles were martyred, including St. John. The early church fathers, who were still familiar with those trained by the apostles, were more than willing to argue against false information and pseudepigrapha, as St. Irenaeus does regarding the number 616 being attributed to Revelation. Not one apostle, nor apostolic father, nor early father goes against Hebrews the way Irenaeus went against the number 616. That there is no argument against including Hebrews in the canon is important, especially since it was in wide circulation before the apostles had all died. Clement of Rome, a bishop consecrated by St. Peter, openly quotes Hebrews four times in 1 Clement, or his epistle to the Corinthians. Thus, Hebrews was recognized very early on in the first century AD as scripture by at least one bishop who was trained by the apostles. To compound this, a complete copy of Hebrews is found in the Codex Sinaiticus, meaning it had been copied as canon by scribes for a long time. The final issue, as the book is entitled Hebrews, asks how we know whether or not it is a subversive book, intended on sending a bad message to the church. 
This is the easiest to answer. Note that much of this is a letter or sermon to Jews who had converted to Christianity. It is an exhortation for them to not go back to Judaism. In fact, the book of Hebrews defeats dispensationalism quite handily by virtue of its plain words. The author spends more than half of the book explaining how Jesus Christ is superior to literally everyone and everything else, while countering the arguments made by the Judaizing faction in the early church. If this is an attempt at subversion, the author was a low IQ failure. Besides, there is hardly anything in the book of Hebrews that is not found elsewhere in both the Old and New Testaments. Part of the reason for its inclusion in the canon is the sheer, thorough orthodoxy of the book, recognized by the church from the very beginning. Its foundation is firm on the Old Testament, yes, but it expounds the doctrines laid out by the apostles in greater detail the same way St. Paul did not innovate any new doctrine himself. Again, if such is subversion, then the author of Hebrews accidentally reinforced orthodoxy. Interpretive Keys These two passages will be of utmost importance to how we understand the book. Hebrews 1 verses 1 through 4 Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. This first passage establishes the author's first and foremost intention, to teach us that Christ Jesus is superior to all, divine, and thus worth worshiping. Hebrews 13 verse 22 states, I appeal to you, brothers, bear with my word of exhortation, for I have written to you briefly. This second passage, although just a verse, reveals the occasion for the author to write Hebrews. It is not just a theological description of Jesus, but an exhortation to stay with him in light of who he is. Interpretive Structure Finally, since Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 tells us what the main message of the book is, and Hebrews 13 verse 22 gives us the occasion for writing it, we can utilize these to break Hebrews down into sections that help keep the sense of the text. Starting next week, we will be reading and studying according to these sections. The superiority of Christ Jesus as a table is found in chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, the thesis statement of the book. Chapter 1, verse 4 through 14 is describing Jesus over the angels. Chapter 2, verses 5 through 18 shows Jesus incarnated. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 6 speaks of Jesus as being superior to Moses. Chapter 4, verses 14 through chapter 5, verse 8, says that Jesus is the new high priest. In chapter 7, verses 1 through 28, 
Jesus is discussed in contrast and comparison to Melchizedek. Chapter 8, verse 1 through chapter 9, verse 28, speaks of Jesus being over the Old Covenant. Chapter 10, verses 1 through 18, discusses the nature of Christ's ministry. In the second table, regarding the occasion for writing it, we find our loyal response. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, is the first admonition. Chapter 3, verse 7 through chapter 4, verse 13, is the second admonition. Chapter 5, verse 11 through chapter 6, verse 19, is the third admonition. And chapter 10, verse 19 through 39, is the fourth admonition. Chapter 11, verses 1 through 40, is the famous excursus on faith. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 28, is the fifth admonition. And chapter 13, verses 1 through 24, concludes the book with some final remarks and farewells. From here, we will be discussing the book of Hebrews by these sections in order from chapter 1 all the way down to chapter 13. But we will note which section, the superiority of Christ Jesus or our exhorted loyal response, shall be discussed. We hope to see you next week for this. Amen and Amen.